There are a million ways to make money in the food service industry. You just have to find one. On the Titans of Food Service podcast, I interview real life movers and shakers in the food game who cut through all the noise to get to the top. My name is Nick Portillo and welcome to the Titans of Food Service podcast. Let's jump right into it. Welcome back to another episode of Titans of Food Service. I'm your host, Nick Portillo. Thank you, everyone, for listening along. Today, it's just me. I'm going solo. No no amazing guests joining me this time, but I wanted to address the changes that are happening or have happened in the food service broker industry, which is kind of crazy. I know we've seen consolidation happen in other industries, and heck, it's even happened in our very own. It happened a couple of years ago with Acosta and Core. And now with Key Impact and Waypoint, there's so many moving pieces, moving parts, but I wanted to break it down a little bit. Um, from my view, uh, being in the broker business, being in the broker community, and uh, let's go ahead and get, get started here. So reflecting back, this, this whole change, if you will, brings back a memory that I had going back to December of 2013. And I wrote a LinkedIn post about this a, a week or two ago. And... At the time, in December of 2013, I was living in Italy, Italy, however you say it. I'm just kidding. Italy. I was living in Florence, Italy. I was doing a semester abroad, and I was living there for four months, and December was my final month of living abroad. And I remember looking back in December of that uh, 2013, and I was living in an unhealthy, to say the least, living environment. I had a roommate that was very unpredictable. And he had just a whole semester of shenanigans, and he was eventually deported back to the U.S. Uh, one week before we finished uh, finals and had to go back to the U.S. So his whole, um, <laughs> his grades, so that whole semester were wiped out. All he had to do was make it one more week, but nope, he didn't make it, and he failed all of his courses and had to go back home reasons. Uh, I, I won't go into the details as to why he got deported, but living next to him, especially staying, sleeping in the same room and our beds were like literally a foot apart in this small little apartment that we lived in. It was a nightmare. And it, it, what had happened, I, I think living in that environment for what, three months, uh, going into my final month, it caused the first time in my life, I didn't think there's other factors that go into this as well, but it, it caused myself to be, I got depressed and I'd never been depressed before. I, I mean, maybe I had been as a, you know, as a younger kid, but didn't really think anything of it. But now I'd, I, for the first time ever, I'm like, whoa, this is a different feeling. I remember walking around these, the streets of Florence and, and saying like, wow, it's such a beautiful place. Like, but why don't I feel happy? Like, am I ever going to feel happy again? Like, what is going on with me? It was a terrible, terrible feeling. And I think living in that, living with my roommate and just being away from home, you know, being in a country, I mean, Italy is a beautiful place. It's an incredible destination. And I would do the entire experience over in a heartbeat. But uh, there's also a culture shock too. It's they don't, English is not their first language there. And I, I'm not even in the tame, same time zone as, you know, the Western United States Pacific Standard Time. So it's just, I think a lot of things are just wearing on me. And I remember one evening I get a call on top of all of this. My dad gave me a call and said, hey, I, uh, 
you know, unfortunately I lost my job. That's a call that I had never, or a conversation I had never had with my dad in my life. When I was, I think, just about one year old, he had gotten this job and held it, what, at the time I was 20, so 19, 20 years. And he was one of the original dozen employees who started at, at this company. It's a small little local family-owned broker business. And by the time he got this news, he had helped build it into the very first national food service broker agency. And at the time, it was called Advantage Waypoint. And the prior company before it rolled up was, was Food Sales West. And he was so proud to, uh, of that company. Like any, he was such a, I call him the company man. He was always there. He always did what was best for the company. He, when you needed him, he was around. When you needed a problem to go away or to be solved, he took care of it. Like he was truly invested in that business and the people that worked there. He loved it. And it was so sad to, to get that call from him. And he's such a, he's a proud man. And I know that he was trying so hard to come off to me that he was okay. But deep down inside of him, I could feel a man who was sad, who, who felt just deeply hurt because he had spent his whole life, his whole professional life building this company. And for one day to walk in his office and say, you know, have a, team of people say, Hey, this is, this is it. This is the end of the road. And so when I see what's happening today or, or now present day with what's happening with the merger of, of waypoint and yeah, you know, key impact, I, I, I just think back to that moment because there's so much change that, that has happened. That's going to happen. But I want to also speak to those people where you may not be on the right side of the change. My dad wasn't on the right side of the change back then. And at the time, as I've mentioned, it was very, very, very difficult. But had that had never happened, he'd still be working in that company today. Portillo Sales and Marketing would never have existed. We never, ever would have worked together. I can't say never, ever. That's kind of, that's too aggressive. We, we most likely would have never worked together. And you know what? I... Working with my dad, it just makes, it gives purpose to my life. It makes my life feel whole and, and for him as well. And when I look back on my life way out in the future, I'm going to look back at this experience as one that I, I wouldn't change for the world. And so I'm just very grateful for that call I got in December of 2013. Not at the time, it was horrible. And for a year, he went work for a customer there shortly. He got a job there shortly after. He had a one-year non-compete, but he always wanted to be in the food broker business. Like, it's just in his veins. I mean, he's, he's crazy. This is, a, this is not an easy line of work to be in. It's, it can be very stressful. What other industry or job do you have, you know, however many brands you represent? Let's say 30 brands, and there you have 30 different bosses, all with different temperaments, all who want different, uh, all who have different expectations and goals. It's crazy, but he wanted to be in it. When we started Portillo Sales and Marketing, we started with nothing. He went from representing Tyson to Sarah Lee to Simplot. I mean, some just behemoth, big, well-known brands to doing pro bono work for companies you've never even heard of. And, and it's funny, I look back today, I don't even know if some of those are in business. In fact, I know a couple are not in business anymore, but everybody has to start somewhere. 
And I remember our first year walking around food shows or trade shows. One, it was very hard for us to get into a food show because what brands that we have of value to anybody, we would get some invites here or there just for people, I think, wanted to see what we were up to and what my dad was trying to do. And it's funny, we'd see people from his prior uh, food broker work life and man, it was tough. It was tough. You know, people looking at you like, hey, good luck, buddy. <laughs> New and change. Those are two words I found uh, are scary to people and, and rightfully so, rightfully so. But going around and feeling like you're an absolute nobody, that is weird. And I think it was weird for my dad as well, how he could go from from where his company was down to like rock bottom. But nevertheless, we persisted and we continued to build our business. And eventually, we started to build some momentum. We started here in Southern California, actually. And then we expanded into Northern Cal. Then we expanded into Nevada and then into Hawaii. I mean, who would have thunk it? My dad did. He always did from day one. He knew where, where he wanted to go. He had his vision and he just slowly worked his plan. And sure enough, as we've made a lot of mistakes along the way, but we've done a lot of things right as well. And if anything, it's like investing in the stock market. It, you, you can invest in today and, and pull it out tomorrow. You may have lost some money. You may have won some money. But if you invest in it long term, you're going to historically over long periods of time, you're going to make it. And that was kind of the thought process that we had is let's just keep chipping away, keep chipping away, keep chipping away never give up, continue, continue. We, we invest all of our money back into the business, back into our people. And here we are a decade later from when I got that call in December of 2013. And wow, what a change. What happened? Well, what happened was my dad took that sadness and hurt that he felt he never wanted revenge. He never held any ill will towards any person. He never held a grudge. That's just not his style. But it's okay to feel not okay. And my dad didn't feel okay. He was down. He felt sad. But he took that sadness and he turned it into focus, into determination. And deep down inside him was this empty pit that he no longer had. His job was in many ways his identity. And he no longer had that. But if you look deep down into his soul, you could see a little flame burning. It never went out. And he wanted more than anything to get back into the food broker business. But this time, he wanted to do it on his own terms and build his own thing. At the time, nobody was doing that. Nationalization was the thing. It was so hard to compete with. They, they beat us at every turn, every interview we lost. It was very hard to compete with. I mean, they, they did it right. You know what? They built a go-to-market strategy, and that just worked. The manufacturers enjoyed it. But he always knew. He's like, I know at some point the, the local broker or the regional broker or the independent broker or whatever the heck you want to call us, it's going to have its moment again. And let's invest now when that moment is not right. Because when the moment is right, we want to be leading the charge. And here we are. Two years ago, we had Acosta and Core joined together. Now, two years later, Key Impact and Waypoint have joined together. 
And all along, we're just continuing to invest in our business and create a better situation for our team and build a better solution overall that, you know, we're really building what I like to think is like we're building a food service brokerage company for the next generation of food brands and peop- and food service professionals that when they, I, I, my mindset is when someone's thinking I need to grow my business on the West Coast, I have to call John and Nick. That is where we want to get to, but you can't do it overnight. Trust, respect, things like that, those are earned over long periods of time. And we can't do it the way that it's always been done. We have to be different. We want to be different. Being different is also, it's challenging, but it's so fun. Like thinking outside the box of, you know, this it's always been done doing X, but we're going to do it Y or Z. We're going to be so uniquely different. And man, that's just a lot of fun. So if you look at now what we have in the food service broker industry, we have two less national brokers than we did when we first started on day one back in 2015. And what are the, what's the future? So there is going to be people in the country that have a story like my dad and I, start up with nothing and build up their own food service brokerage business. There's going to be people that make it and that don't make it in that situation. There's going to be people that say, I don't want to be in the food service industry anymore. I want to go to a different industry. There's going to be people that stick with the with where they're at, and they move up the ranks, and they continue to grow within the companies that they're in. No matter what path you take, and there's many, many more options than the three I just laid out, no matter what path you take, just always know that everything you want in your life this is based on my dad and I's experience, is just on the other side of fear. If you could get past that side of fear, you can achieve anything that you truly desire. Whether it's in the food service business or any other industry out there, the opportunities that are available right now are huge. And for those companies and people that took the risk Let's say they started their own thing in COVID or they started a new venture in COVID or a new job in COVID. And they took the risk then when it was very chaotic, we didn't know what the future is, are going to benefit when when times become chaotic and change happens again. But chaos and change will continue to happen. It may not happen for another year. It may not happen for five years. It may not happen for 10 years. But like the stock market, you can't predict You can't buy in when it's high or buy in when it's low because nobody truly knows the bottom or the top. You just got to get in. That's the key. You got to get in and invest in yourself, in, in whatever company it is or whatever it may be, and do it for long periods of time. The opportunity is ripe. What I see happening in the food service business is a return somewhat I, 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 the national brokers, they do a phenomenal job still to this day. They have their role within the food service broker community. But there's going to be a void now where local market, maybe more boutique uh, uh, specialty brokers are going to be more in need. Regional or single market brokers will be more in need. And so I think there's going to be um, a refreshed outlook and increase in businesses like that that will come around over the next decade that's my prediction i don't know it's true i don't know if it's true or not i also think that there's people that look at the food service broker model and say how can i be disruptive how can i think about it differently and i love the i love that type of mentality as well 
like I said, just because it's being done this way right now doesn't mean it always needs to be done that way. Disruption is, uh, it happens not just, again, in food service, it happens in all different kinds of industries. If you, you know, the famous business study is Blockbuster and Netflix. Who would have thought, uh, and, and, and shout out to Blockbuster, I used to go, love going there with my family, picking out our videos, but who would have thought that streaming or home delivery videos would be the future? And look what happened. Netflix, they disrupted the a gigantic industry, flipped it on its head, and they created the new normal. So to anybody listening out there, just know if from this change that has happened, if you're on the wrong side of the change or you feel like you're on the wrong side of the change, it's okay to not be okay. It's okay to feel sad. It's okay to feel down. But also know that with time comes new opportunities and with time comes healing. And you have a, a refreshed opportunity to choose your next move. And your next move is very important. Think about it. Look where you're at in the food service industry. If you even want to still be in this industry, build your network, build your whatever it may be, and don't give up. Don't ever give up, no matter what. Like I said, change New and change. It's two words that people, that we found is scary and that's okay. But just be ready. Always be ready for when your time is coming because when that time comes, I, I hope sincerely that you take advantage of it and it ends up being even better. And in this moment, this singular moment in time, will feel like, like it did for my dad and I. It was necessary. Thank you, everyone, for, for listening. 